Hello everybody, Mr. Jantix here, joined as always with the lovely Mrs. Jantix, my wife. Hi! And we're here to talk about tech news today. I have four things that I was going to go over. Um, not sure if you had anything that you want to go over. Nope, unfortunately I do not follow any tech news. That's true. I mm. just see it on Facebook, look at it, and that's it. Or rely on me for it. Yes, exactly. Because <laughs> sometimes I need you to translate it, basically. Yes. <laughs> I can understand the tech talk. Yes. Well, I can understand it a little bit, but sometimes I just need the clarification to make sure I understand what the article is trying to say. Yeah. I don't have any major news. And some of this is a little bit old because I just didn't catch it right away. Um, first thing, though. First thing first is an article from FTC.gov, which is the Federal Trade Commission. That's what they say. They are moving to block Meta, aka Facebook's acquisition of a company called Within Limited, who makes a popular, air quotes, popular VR app called Supernatural. It's a workout app. And huh. I say air quotes because it's VR, so... You don't know the exact extent to it. Yeah, and VR is not that popular. Um, and that's partially why they're blocking it. They allege that Meta and the CEO, Mark Zuckerberg, are attempting an illegal acquisition due to Meta being one of the biggest players in the VR space already and trying to buy their way to the top. To be fair, Facebook has always been in trouble for that. They've like been in, like, what is it, like, not in court. Is it court? They've been in court a lot. Yes, they're always doing something, and like half the time, the people don't even realize, like they don't understand technology sometimes, too. Yes. Um, <laughs> so. They were in hot water after they um, got Instagram, because that wasn't blocked, and then later on, the government was trying to reevaluate, and like... Was it because they thought that they were monopolizing it? Yes, which they kind of did, um, because, I mean, Facebook has like 2 billion users whereas like Twitter has like in the hundreds of thousands yeah like not even in the millions I think I don't use Twitter I mean we use Twitter now eh. <laughs> I use I Twitter to keep up with the news basically with like YouTubers yeah that's true um so the quote from the FTC was uh quote instead of competing on the merits Meta is trying to buy its way to the top Meta already owns a best-selling virtual reality fitness app, and it had the capabilities to compete even more closely with Within's popular Supernatural app, but Meta chose to buy market position instead of earning on it on the merits. This is an illegal acquisition, and we will pursue all appropriate relief. And that was from John Newman, the FTC's Bureau of Competition Deputy Director. Gotcha. So, All righty is the first story that I had. Just an interesting, just, you know, meta being meta and trying to just buy everything. I mean, sounds like any other company, really. Yeah, but they're just... They're not. going to buy it the wrong way. <laughs> they're just not good. There's, they're, they're on, like, the, they're the, like, the target list, you know. Everyone's watching them. Yes. I think that's honestly, that's what it is, too. Well, they already bought, uh, was it, uh, no... Yeah, Oculus, mm -hmm. which is already, like, the major VR people. And now they're just trying to buy, like, the biggest companies within VR 
on top of already owning the biggest one. So that's why the FTC is moving to... That makes more sense, yes. Because they think it's monopolizing. Yeah, because if they did this, they'd be owning most of the share, and they would just bully everybody out. Yep. So. That's fun. Next story. Facebook again. (laughs) This one's from Emma Roth at The Verge. Uh, Facebook is shutting down its live shopping feature. What is what is their live shopping feature? So I didn't know what this was, and I don't think a lot of people do. I was about to say I never heard of this before, and I'm on Facebook a lot. It's a feature specifically for creators and influencers, where they can host their own live shopping sessions, and during those live shopping sessions, they can show off and sell a variety of products, be it from their own store or through an affiliate store. It entered huh. beta in 2018, mm-hmm. and uh not america and other markets and then in 2020 it opened up to most of the world and now they're shutting it down october 1st will will be gone and the reasoning they said is they're going to shut down this and put those developers towards making reels better reels yeah like the they're Facebook like reels they're a tiktok competitor gotcha gotcha yeah so they're shutting down that um, I wonder, is that their live feature that they have? It's part of the Facebook Live, like, or Facebook gaming stuff. Mm-hmm. You can do, like, shopping sprees on there, and then you earn money oh. on what people buy while you're live doing it. Gotcha. So it was a way for, like, influencers and creators to make more money. I feel like that was a way for, like, MLMs to abuse. <laughs> it could be. <laughs> it was more for, like, I don't know any... Facebook stream. Well, I mean, I know one or two. Like, Darkness429, I think, is the only one I really know. I don't but know I don't much. know if he uses this. And it's a newer feature that they just shut down because they want to focus on trying to take over TikTok. Yeah, yeah. Everyone likes TikTok right now. Yes. Although, they're not the number one app anymore. Do I you forget. know what the number one is? I heard it earlier today. I didn't write it down. <laughs> Um, there is an app that passed. Oh no, it's Be Real. Be Real? I never Be heard Real. of it before, huh? It's an Instagram competitor. Um, oh, it's an Instagram bro- it's competitor. It's an Instagram competitor. Yes. I don't have this written down, so I'm going off the top of my brain here. Um, Be Real is now the number one app in the world, I believe. Or it might just be in America or something. But it's like up there for top apps. I'm looking it up. It is essentially like Instagram, but... The caveat is, the first caveat, you can only take one picture a day. It only lets you upload one picture a day. That's it. You have a one picture limit for every 24 hours. The second caveat is, you don't get to choose what time that picture is. It pings your phone and you have two minutes to take that picture or you can't post that day. So it pings your phone and says, hey, time to be real. And you have to take a picture of whatever you're doing at that moment and post it. that's very dangerous because what happens if you're at work (laughs) and you have to pull out your phone to take a picture of you working depending on the job yeah um (laughs) oh my god the third caveat is it's not a normal selfie or picture it's a picture in picture picture so I was about to say, because I, I have I have the app description in front of me, too. Yeah, it's a selfie, and it uses the both the selfie camera and the regular camera, and it takes one picture, and it posts that picture. Kind of like a FaceTime. 
Yes, very similar to like a FaceTime or any type of like Zoom or video call. So this is the description okay. for the app. It okay. is called Be Real, Your Friends for Real. The description the about this app and the app store is be in touch with all your friends every day, spontaneously and unpredictable. Be Real is the first uncontrollable social media to share an authentic moments in photo. Every day at a random time, everyone has to capture a photo in two minutes. So you have two mm -hmm. minutes. Yep, it sends a notification to your phone. Capture and post in time to discover what your friends are up to. The camera. The camera is quite unusual. It actually takes, it's actually taking a picture of what is in front of you and a selfie at the same time. Comment your friends, be real, and chat with all your friends. React on your friends, be real, with a real emoji. See where all your friends are when they take their be real. And photos of people around the world in public timeline. It's life, real life, and this life is without filters. It's your chance to show your friends who you really are for once. Yeah, that's up. Yeah. Sounds kind of interesting. It's number nine top right now. Top three in social. So it might be like number one on iOS or it might be number one in the world. TikTok is still number one on the Google app. Yeah. So when I heard it was number one, I don't know what market or what... You don't what, know what app store. What app store or what market they're in. So, um, But essentially, Instagram is copying them in the where it takes a selfie and a picture of the other side. Mm -hmm. And they're calling it Instagram Duos. And that's, that's supposed so, to be releasing soon. It just reminds me of a FaceTime. Essentially, that I, yep. Essentially, I could just take a photo of. Well, you know, yeah. Facebook, they're what they're best at is copying everybody else. Well, yeah, I mean that's what they do. That's what everyone does. <laughs> yeah, I mean, look at YouTube. YouTube has YouTube Shorts now. Yeah, but that's about it. Like Facebook copies yeah, everybody. YouTube. They copied Snapchat with stories. They they copy TikTok with Reels. They're copying this with Duos. Gosh, I'm so surprised about these apps. Though. That's a new app, though. But I wouldn't yeah. be able to do that in two minutes. I'm like, what happens if I'm in the middle, like, especially if I'm in the middle of trying to feed my kid, in the middle of, like, trying to put him down to sleep, oh, I yeah. wouldn't be able to do it. Well, you I know would. this better than most, but I'm notorious for just not checking my phone. Exactly. You, so, you don't, yeah. I would be terrible. I'd be like, oh, yeah, this was a half hour ago. Yeah, I missed it. He is terrible at checking his phone. Like, I can, like, literally send him so many text messages, he will not respond. Text messages? Until I call him and be like... Are you dead somewhere? <laughs> and I don't know. I'm a little bit better with text messages because I wear my watch and I get those on the watch. Yeah, but you still don't really text me that much. Oh, yeah, because I'm working. Well, I mean, still, even if you're not <laughs> working, if I'm like, you know, visiting family or anything like that. Well, yeah, I'm busy, like playing video games or something. <laughs> or sleeping. You're yeah. not sleeping. You don't sleep. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> um... So, yeah, that's all the Facebook news I have for today. Okay. Uh, next news is... Uh, She-Hulk, attorney at law. She-Hulk? Yes. Is that what you meant? The She-Hulk, yes. I don't know what I said. <laughs> I you kind of said it with an O instead of a U. She-Hulk. <laughs> no, the She-Hulk, attorney at law show. This is from J. Peters at The Verge. Disney Plus is changing up their premiere dates again. Ugh. So, with She-Hulk, they will now be debuting on Thursdays 
And oh. so previously it was Wednesday. I was about to say, I remember once it being Wednesdays because that's when Loki came out and everything. Yes. So the first episode airs, streams, debuts, premieres, whatever you want to call it, mm-hmm. on August 18th. And Disney has been known to just change whatever date it wants to premiere its TV shows on. It's also Disney. They can do whatever they want. Yes, they're very <laughs> it's their, much... It's their streaming service. Yeah, they're experimenting because they're trying to figure out what day has the best traction because they release weekly. They're not like Netflix. Although, they're kind of like a series. Like yeah. that's trying to file like... They're trying to follow like the cable schedule, but they're trying to figure out who... what. How big their audience is on certain days. Yes. That ma- yeah, that makes sense. I mean, so, if you're trying to figure out numbers. Um, in the original, when Disney Plus first launched and it premiered stuff, that was originally premiered on Fridays. Then with the introduction of Loki, it started premiering stuff on Wednesdays. Mm-hmm. So Loki up until now was Wednesdays. Before Loki was Fridays. Obi-Wan premiered on a Friday, but it aired all its episodes on Wednesdays. Makes sense. Um, so, yeah, just if you're expecting it on a normal Wednesday, like the other Disney shows, it's going to be on Thursdays now. Yeah, it just seems like they're just trying to figure out what's the best day for everyone, essentially. Yeah, it sounds like that. I think Thursdays would be a pretty good day because people can watch it. All the YouTubers and whatever can post their videos on Friday. See, I thought it would be Friday would be the best. Because everyone's, like, going for the weekend so they can stay up and watch it. Because that's, like, mostly, like, our issue half the time is, yeah, you but know. I think Thursdays would be better because people can watch it Thursday night, Friday or whatever. Because I don't know. I think they air at midnight, but I don't. we don't ever watch shows on Disney well, premiere. We're never really up so around that time. <laughs> now you can essentially watch it Thursday night, talk to people at work about it Friday. You can listen to people's reactions and podcasts and shows about it on Fridays. Yeah, that, I guess that's true. So this might work. Um, but yeah, that's all for the Disney Plus news, I think. Um, I'm excited for that show, though. I'm excited to see how they do the story. Yes, I'm very excited because Daredevil. And they're yes. bringing back the, the same actor and everything. And I, really I know, so I'm kind of excited about that because I do like it. I like it when Marvel, you know, follows the same character for... They know. are much better than DC at that. Oh, yes, for sure. DC is horrible yeah i hate dc i can't really watch dc movies anyway they have two batmans right now two different actors playing batman i know currently. like what are like what were they trying to do like were they trying to have like robert pattison like the they were trying to have robert pattison that be the new batman but then why do they bring ben affleck back when I don't everyone know. knows that like they don't like ben affleck's batman so they love i will say he was good as a... Bruce Wayne. As a Bruce Wayne. He, I really liked him as Bruce Wayne. He was so good at it because, he, you know, he was that cocky, rich guy. And he had to look for it, too. Exactly. But him as a Batman, as Batman, I don't... Mm, I think I that his know. problem with being Batman wasn't necessarily him as an actor. I think it was more the writing around him as Batman. Yeah, because Justice League had that whole fi- fiasco happen where... The original director had to stop mid 
a, the men movie. There was a lot of issues. There was different writing, there rewrites was, and stuff. Yeah, because something happened with... Who was the original... Who was the director that just got... Zack Snyder. Snacks... Oh my gosh, Zach. I can't talk. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Zack Snyder. Zack Snyder was the original director for... Yes. Um, Justice League. Yes. Who directed it after? I have no idea. Will Wheaton. Will Wheaton, I believe, is one directed that he directed it. Yes. I think they had other directors come in and do parts of it and then leave. He was the, he was a major one that yeah, finished it. Yeah, I think he's the one it. who finished it. He's the one that finished it. Because I think he's the one that actually stayed. Yes. But Zack Snyder's daughter, like, I think he, she was very ill or she Something passed happened. away. Something happened, family emergency. And he had to leave halfway through directing it. And I think he got Will Wheaton to finish it. And that's why the first Justice League was the way it was. Yeah, not as good. And then he, of course, released the Snyder Cut. It was, what, four hours? Yeah, and they, they added the Joker scene. Yes. They also had a lot of other things. I watched the whole thing. We did watch the whole thing together. Mm, you slept through part of it. Nah, I watched the whole thing with you, though, at least. Yes. It's, it's also, a long movie. <laughs> I was going to say, it's also four hours. <laughs> and it had, like, literally, we it also, had intermissions. We also watched it while our kid was sleeping. It so literally we didn't have had to worry about anything. Parts where it was just like, oh, here, we're taking a break for a minute so you can go, like, stretch your legs, pause the movie type exactly. thing. Exactly. It was really good. I like the Snack Snyder's cut better than I like the original. Um, I like how they had the Joker. The Joker scene? Yeah, I really like that version of Jared Leto's well, Joker. You know the main... So, Zack Snyder even said, like, he wished... Because he was... Because he got fired from Warner Brothers. That's mm-hmm. why he's not making any more DC movies, essentially. And he was going to make another Batman movie, and he was going to work the Joker and the Batman's relationship. Yes. Well... He got fired, so and this was like his last movie ever to direct. So he wanted to add Joker, so that way he can have that relationship, like the Batman and Joker relationship, because he knew this was the last hurrah for him, essentially, to work with him. Yeah, and now everybody was super pissed because it was really good. I know that scene, it was so good. You could tell it was definitely a, like kind of rushed because like the CG and it was pretty bad, and but like the scene itself. Like, just the writing and the directing on it was, it was phenomenal. A, it was better. I think it was better. It was Ben Affleck as Batman saying, I want to kill you to Joker, but also I can't kill you because I need you. And exactly. it was so well, not only was it so well acted, mm-hmm. it was just the way it was written with how Joker was just like super asshole. And it also- Because he knew he could be. He was like, hey, remember when, you know, like I killed your sidekick? And Ben Affleck was like, yeah, and, like, your lover is now dead, too, type shit. And I was like, oh, man, this is heavy-hitting shit. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Well, it also kind of redeemed Jerry Leto's Joker a little bit, too, in that. Because mm-hmm. Jerry Leto was the Joker in that. So it's kind of nice because it kind of was a little redemption for both the director and Jerry Leto. And he had a good laugh there, too. Yes, very... Jerry, Jerry Leto, I think, always had a good laugh for the Joker. People not as like good, it. Not as good as, you know, like Heath Ledger's or the original Jack Nicholson Joker, you know. Oh, or, come on. Or Mark Hamill. I was about to say, Mark come on, Hamill Mark Hamill, too. <laughs> Mark Hamill has that. <laughs> but see, I never grew up with the cartoons of Batman. I grew up with, like, Teen Titans and stuff like that. Yeah, Teen Titans. I never really grew up with the Batman anime series, so I kind of completely missed that whole superhero. You have to remember, 
growing up, superheroes were poor boys. You know? That's true. That's so I never true. really got to watch any of that stuff growing up. Superheroes were for like atheists or what do what they call them? Like not Christians or whatever. So I didn't really get to watch. But they let me watch like Harry Potter. I don't know. I thought Harry Potter. Yeah, Harry Potter is a that's only witchcraft ish. Yeah. But that one I didn't get to watch while I was older. And at that point, my parents were kind of just like, hey, you're the youngest. You completely missed the whole, like, <laughs> completely, like... Because I remember growing up, getting going to the movie theaters when Harry Potter was getting first released yeah, and Yeah, never everything. saw any of them oh, in the theater. I loved it. I loved the hype and everything. It was so I good. I did see epi- Star Wars Episode Three in theaters, though. I saw that in theaters, too. Yep. <laughs> um, but off on a tangent we went yes we always go off tangent that's what podcasting is for baby <laughs> um i have one more story and it's it's an interesting one it's about apple okay it's from mark german at bloomberg and it's about apple and their car oh yeah the rumored car that they have yes. that they're in the process of making yes so very recently, like last week, maybe it was sometime in July. I don't know the exact hire date, but mm-hmm. the articles were written about a week ago. Apple hired one of Lamborghini's top car development managers. Uh-huh. Hmm. So his name was Luigi Tarabrelli. <laughs> I tried. Try to don't want to have your Italian accent out. Tarabrelli. See, I'm a little bit better. <laughs> he was a 20-year veteran at Lambo. Mm-hmm. He helped lead the design of... Oh, sorry. I butchered that. Um, essentially, he worked at Lamborghini for a while. He was one of their car development managers. Mm-hmm. He oversaw the... His main thing was their chassis production. So, okay. like, the body frame. Like, the skeleton, essentially. Mm-hmm. But he also oversaw a bunch of other things. Um, but they hired him on to help lead the design of the future future potential Apple vehicle. They also recently hired, earlier this year, a, I don't have a name, but a 31-year veteran of Ford to help lead in vehicle safety. They hired, last year, Ulrich Kranz, who was formerly of the EV startup Canoe Incorporated, and before that, he was head or leader of the BMW electric vehicle division. Mm-hmm. They also hired before that former Tesla autopilot chief Stuart Bowers. Mm-hmm. And they now have hundreds of former engineers from Tesla, Rivian, Alphabet, aka Google, with their car division. Mm-hmm. Because uh, Whammo is their car division. Volvo and Mercedes Benz. So they have hundreds of developers so from all of those divisions working on a, a secret project, quote unquote. They haven't released anything. So even in like their um, earnings call on Wall Street and stuff, no mention of anything about a car, no mention about hiring this guy or any car companies or anything. Very hush-hush. Very hush-hush. Um, as well as having the hundreds of engineers, they also have senior design executives from Tesla, McLaren, Porsche, and Aston Martin. Well, they got big names in that. So they have people from just about every car company out there. I was about to say. And they, uh, the rumor, the leak, the whatever you want to call it, is that they're going to release the car sometime in 2025. 
Okay, so that's not, that's not bad. Um, people are heavily s- skeptical because they uh, they have announced that if they made a car, they're planning to have no steering wheel and no gas or brake pedals, and for it to be a fully autonomous vehicle. So people are very skeptical because... We don't have that technology yet. Yeah, Tesla being the leader that it is, they still don't have, like... They still have a some steering of the wheel basic, and a... Yeah, they still don't have some of the basic features of like a fully autonomous vehicle. Yeah, exactly. Um, and even their more advanced is only in beta testing. You have to be like, you have to pay the $12,000 and you have to be accepted. So not only do you have to pay money, you have to be accepted. So there are people who have paid. And have not been accepted. Yeah. And those people, some of them have paid like a year or two ago and still haven't gotten the full auto driving Ooh. because it's a, like a beta and they base it off for Tesla. They base it off of your driving record. Because huh. they keep track of everybody who owns a Tesla, they keep track of your driving record. That's not creepy at all. It's not as creepy as it sounds. It's not like major thing. It's just like how often do you hard brake? If you hard brake constantly, it's it just, just deducts points from your driver it's just rating. Basically just seeing how you do your daily drive kind of thing. Yeah. Like, if you're accelerating hard or braking hard constantly, then mm-hmm. it's like, hey, you might not be a good driver. But if you're, like, constantly not doing that and you're constantly, like, not speeding, mm-hmm. you'll be a lot higher on the driver rating. Gotcha. I would be terrible. <laughs> I think we both would be terrible. Yeah, I like to speed. <laughs> you Allegedly. like to speak. I like to hard brake. Yeah, you do. But... That was all the stories I had for this tech episode. I do not have anything. All right. I was going to say, I think there was some other news, but I just didn't research them. So We don't have much research to back anything up, essentially. Yeah, I'm working too much. <laughs> so I don't have time to really research like I want to. Well, yeah. So in the future, there might be episodes with more in-depth research or more like more articles and stuff but for now this is what you get yeah well i mean it's hard because we have our normal lives so you know we're working we have to you know watch a kid and everything like that so yeah and we're also doing this at like nine to ten o'clock at night yeah it's 10 15 i gotta be up at 6 a.m yeah so so and i gotta (laughs) once this is over edit it yep essentially yes all that so yep and then I work from, you know, 6 a.m. to... Irregular eight hours. Eight hours plus two overtime. and a half hours of driving plus two hours overtime. <laughs> so. Yeah. Yeah. So that was another episode in the books. Thanks, everyone, for listening, tuning in, and being part of the show. Feel free to leave your feedback across all of our social medias. And thank you for listening. We will see you in the next one. Goodbye. Bye.